Nashville and 24 in Phoenix. I'm Maggie Hunter, 680 WCBM News. The WCBM studios are sponsored by BetMGM. Support your teams. Go to WCBM.com or the WCBM app on your cell phone and register today. It's time to listen to you, the listeners. Go to WCBM.com and vote in WCBM's latest poll. It's fun, fast, and lets us know that you want more from WCBM.com. Baltimore is listening. King Classic Live starts now on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Harford County. All right, good morning. You're just joining us. We were talking about uh, this agenda, this push from the left to get sexually explicit books in front of children. We also saw it when there was this huge push for the drag queen story time. And uh, I will say that I have not seen a whole lot about that lately, but I wonder if they just have stopped posting the videos on social media, because that could always be the case. Uh, but for whatever the reason, you know, people like Joanne Reed on MSNBC and others, they are, they're really pushing this agenda hard. And as we discussed, and many of you guys called in, and I appreciate you, I'll get to your text here in a second as well. You know, this doesn't actually help kids in any way, from what I could tell, right? This doesn't set kids up for success. Julian Reed had uh, Moms for Liberty, Tiffany Justice, the co-founder, on her show. And uh, she was basically telling the Tiffany that some of these books could possibly be books that children could be seen by reading, right? Like they could relate to them. And as Tiffany pointed out, if, if any kid could relate to any of these books, you got to get the authorities involved, you don't just write a book and place it on the shelf. I just, you know, this is, you know, some of these books is about rape, but even if so, even if it's not rape, even if it's consensual, these are children. Children should not be having sex, period. And so it, it doesn't make much sense. I did want you guys to weigh in again. I got uh, Gary, Gary in Kingsville. You wanted to weigh in? Good morning, Kim. How are you? Good morning. Listen, um, I think this whole this episode with Joy Reid was was fabulous. I, I've never watched that silly program, but just moments like this remind me why I don't. Um, she and, and other members of the liberal left and the progressive cesspool hate America, number one, at, at least America as at its founding and those founding principles that made it a great nation. And they also hate God. And everything that Joy said last night confirmed that for me. Yeah. Because the, the principles of America's founding were that you and I, as individuals, w- were to be free to live our lives, raise our children, uh, do do those things without the interference of the government. That yeah. and that and that um, they also had a belief in the development of the values of an individual. Virtue was something that was that was vitally important. You read it throughout. Uh, the founding document, how important virtue was, and what was the source of virtue for them. It was the Bible. It was God's Word. The liberal left hates both America's founding principles and God, and that's why they keep attacking these things and making it look like we're doing something wrong. I also noted uh, Joy's repeated references, and if you go back and listen to that tape, she keeps wanting to insert race in there as if that was an issue, which, of course, it's not, but people of, of all races of all colors have similar beliefs. There are many blacks who also agree with us on the purpose of this book, but but she wanted to insert that to make it sound like there was another agenda. Uh, but but what, what the liberal, and we go to a lot of school board meetings, they don't think the parents have the, have the expertise. That was another word that Joy kept bringing up. What, where's your expertise at this? 
Right. And they think that they are the only ones who have that kind of expertise. So this is this is a a a, a baseline debate that we have to resolve as to what is the foundation of America? What what kind of principles do we stand on? What do we want to achieve? And how do we best go about this? Right. Great points, Gary. And I, I, you know, we noticed that also during the pandemic where we were told to trust the experts. Meanwhile, they told us we were dealing with a virus that we've never seen before. So who could be an expert on a virus we've never seen? And that's well, what never, they did. I never thought that. I, I, the, the COVID comes from a virus that is very similar to the common cold. It's not like we hadn't seen anything like this. We, what we hadn't seen was the way they presented it to us. Right, right. And they, so they tried to confuse us as if it was something that we had no means to handle, so we have to shut everything down. What, what an absurd concept. Yeah, no, and, and it was. It was very absurd. And even after the fact, and I, this is what I was talking about this morning, uh, you know, they still don't talk about the fact that being in shape was another way to combat some of the severe uh, reaction that people had to COVID. And, you know, again, they never harped on any of those things because, again, it's all about the narrative and the agenda in which they want to push. If I have a moment, one last point. Because I say we go to a lot of school board meetings, and one of the agendas that they're pushing up here in Hartford County is they want to start having pre-K in the public school system. That's part of why they want to explode our budget here in Hartford County by bringing that into the school system. A lot of these students are potty trained. They get, they, you know, what, what reason would there be to bring these into the public school system? It makes no sense, but they want to get to the kids as early as possible so the indoctrination can begin. That's exactly what they want. Well, Gary, thank you so much. Keep fighting the good fight. and Tell your wife I said hello. God bless you, darling. God bless. Thank you. And, uh, Gary, they do a lot. Uh, in the community and I do I I love the fact that so many people do show up to these school board meetings because there's a lot of us that don't always get the opportunity to go and your voice matters and thank you for speaking up on our behalf Um, you know it is it's it's quite sad honestly the way you see the country uh, currently headed in this direction and I do believe this is why you see so many people supporting President Trump this time around you know, it, look, if, if he represents extreme MAGA or the extreme right, as we hear from the media often, then guess what? That's that's where I sit. Then I, too, am an extremist, if that's what Trump is. I'm too an extremist. I want to secure the border. I want the flow, uh, the endless flow, it seems, of fentanyl or any other, any other drug that's coming over the border. Uh, I don't want all of these illegal aliens in these different cities, and we don't know their criminal background or their history or anything like that. I don't want sexually explicit content to be at my child's school. You know, it's just there, it's just basic, simple, common sense, and that you add on to it that some of us do, in fact, have values. And, and maybe that's another piece of this. And I thought about this as well. And I, I know I'm going to get off this topic, but when it comes to Joy and Reed, when it comes to, uh, you know, any of these hosts that are that's pushing this agenda on their networks, right? Whether it's kids transitioning, uh, you know, saying that these sexually explicit books are important. Uh, at one point in time, they were they were applauding the drag queen story hours. Remember that they were applauding it. I just wonder if you didn't have the media constantly banging this in people's heads, how many people would even think about any of this stuff? And we did talk about this a little before. I mean, if you think about even the Amish country, how many how many kids do you think are transitioning? In the Amish country. I haven't heard of any. Right? 
It's it's like okay, you're, you're telling kids, and this is why I think it's it's all influence. And, and even though you have some people on the left, they'll say, "Well, it's not influence." You know, my child came to me and said that they want to be the opposite sex. No, they didn't. Look, look, I've had times where my daughter came to me and said that she wanted to be a unicorn. Right? I mean, that doesn't mean I go and get a, a horn installed in the top of her head. <laughs> you know? Like, of course, they're kids. They are kids. I, I I told you guys before, I was a tomboy until I was, like, about 16 years old. My mom actually had me in Girl Scouts since I was eight. I was in Girl Scouts. She'll never probably admit this, but I think she just wanted me around more girls. Because <laughs> I grew up with just brothers. So for me, it's like, you know, playing football, basketball, baseball, skateboarding. You know, that was the only way I got to play with them because they weren't about to play Barbies. You know, so it's like, you know, either you, you play what the boys want to play or you don't play at all. And, and, so, and so, you know, but and as I said to my mom, I was like, well, why didn't you then, you know, if I if I walked around and acted like I was a little boy, why didn't you uh, think about transitioning? And she said, don't, you know, don't be ridiculous. She's like, please, you know, and, and, and it's just... That's it. They, you know, some kids go through phases. They act like phases aren't a thing. And I just, uh, and if you ever notice too, a lot of the people that are coming forward and saying, oh, we have to have this, we have to have a sexually explicit book, just ask yourself, you know, real quick, take a look into their background. Many of these people don't have kids themselves. And so I don't think they really truly get it. They don't have kids uh, themselves. Real quick here, I do want to get your text messages because you took the time to write them in. It says, Kim, those few parents that want their kids to read that pornography don't have to buy these books. They can get them at the public library. And you're right about this small minority of adults want the millions of adults who don't want their kids to see this trash having to opt out instead of the few parents getting the book from the public library. Uh, Love the show. Thank you again. That's uh, Mike in Abington. Yeah, Mike, it it doesn't make sense. But you know what? Think about the trans movement. What do they tell us? There's about 4% of the country identifies as trans. That's four percent. Like what? Why are they even on our radar? Right? Four percent? Like I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, but of course, we, we you know it's like even here in the state of Maryland, Governor Moore, we need Trans Visibility Day. I love the fact that on my my first day in office, I could sign this into <laughs> right as he's bobbing his head and smiling. I'm just like, dude, get your priorities straight. You know, like here we are. Maryland's already a pretty, you know, I think we've, we've got a fantastic state here. But it is. It's extremely liberal. But we're working with it, right? But, you know, that's that to him was a priority. Meanwhile, juvenile crime, or even crime and violence in general, as he, you know, campaigned in Baltimore City, he knows how bad it is. That should have been his top prior, priority, making sure that those, uh, you know, police officers or those detectives, whatever they needed to do to get the job done. No, he's sitting there, you know, hosting all, you know, all 14 trans people in Maryland. <laughs> that was another thing. I looked at the, some of the pictures, just so you know, to see how many people showed up for his uh, trans visibility day, you know, signing into office. There were maybe 30 people there, maybe 30. And that, you know what? And I thought to myself, that's real representation. I would think that there are probably 30 people that identify as trans in the state of Maryland. That's a, I was like, that's it right there. That's it, right? If it was this huge movement and so many people cared, why weren't there thousands of people there? Because it's not. It's not a huge movement. All right. Moving on.
I did, again, uh, if you want to weigh in here, because we will talk soon about New Hampshire, I do want to hear some of your predictions for today. Uh, 410-WCBM-680, that's 410-922-6680. I think uh, even though the polls were recently showing Nikki Haley at 39% and President Trump at 50%, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think people are going to, you know, those that thought they were going to vote for Nikki Haley or thought that she had a shot, I think many of them are going to stay home. I really do. I think, you know, looking at President Trump, he's had lots of energy in New Hampshire. He's had so many people show up to stump for him, right? Whether it's Vivek Ramaswamy, Governor Ron DeSantis just endorsed him. Uh, you had Senator Tim Scott out there. And I didn't get to say it yesterday. Congratulations to Senator Tim Scott. You know, he got engaged while in New Hampshire. I... <laughs> Look, I don't know Senator Tim Scott that well. All I could say is I almost felt like it was forced. I don't know if you guys could go back and look at the pictures, but Senator Tim Scott, he's got them on his social media pages. I've never, you know, personally, I've, I've never seen this woman before. I mean, maybe he's just never posted about her or has taken her to some of the events uh, that I've seen. But, you know. You know, sometimes people keep their relationships private, I would say. But, you know, since the fact that Tim Scott has been private about his private life for so long. I mean, think about it. He's been in office for how many years now? At least 10. And you've never saw anyone that he dated. You know, he never talked about, you know, his love life or anything like that. To then, in New Hampshire, propose to this young woman in a very public manner. He did it like while on the beach. Of course, she's in a hat and scarf because it looked like it was freezing out there. Look, if a guy proposed to me in the freezing cold, (laughs) I might be inclined to say no. Because clearly you don't know me. (laughs) But when she was out there and they were on the beach and he proposed and sat on one knee, I'm thinking, God, it looks cold. Uh, and she said yes, but I thought it was, you know, a little convenient because obviously when he ran for office, there were a lot of people, uh, t- well, he ran for the uh, Oval Office, I should say. There were a lot of people questioning whether or not Senator Tim Scott uh, had a significant other. And when you're in the Republican Party, whether you like it or not, uh, especially, you know, I would say more of the uh, the conservatives of the group, they want to know whether or not you're married. They want to know whether or not you're soon to get married. They want to know if you have kids. They, 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 they want to know all these things, right? They're about family values. That's what they like. And so I always said that it was going to be an issue for Senator Tim Scott running for higher office. And it was. And I think he publicly proposed to this woman like he did because he wanted to show everybody, you know, that family values, uh, you know, aspect of it. I guess we'll see what happens. Some people are are thinking that possibly he did that because President Trump could be considering him as a VP pick. And if that's the case, people are going to want to know, again, if he has a significant other. And so some people are saying it, it seems a little forced. It seems a little staged. I didn't, just so you know, when I looked at the pictures, I didn't, I didn't feel as though... They weren't a couple. That's not the vibe I, I got. I, I just didn't know, you know, how sincere it was. But I, I saw, you know, I did feel as though that they were a couple. I did feel that way. I just don't know if this, it's uh, it was sincere to propose to this young woman while in New Hampshire. And it didn't seem well thought out because, again, it was freezing. And they were on this beach and I just looked at that and said, wow, that looks miserable right there. I, 
That that looked miserable. Well, anyways, we'll talk about that. I do want to hear your predictions for New Hampshire's primary, which is today. Uh, 410-WCBM680, 410-922-6680. I'm going to give you my percentage right now, right here, right now. I see Nikki Haley receiving 23% of the vote. All right, 23% of the vote. That's what I'm going with. Nikki Haley, 23%. Let me know what you think. 410-WCBM680. That's 410-922-6680. You can weigh in on that. And then also, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, former state's attorney, Marilyn Mosby, and the day she had in court just yesterday. As most Americans suffer financially, gold just hit an all-time high. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is why you need a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, text the word SAFEGUARD to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. Secure your IRA or 401k right now. Text SAFEGUARD to 989898 to request your free info kit right now. Identity theft shows no signs of slowing down. In fact, more than $29 billion were stolen last year alone. That's a criminal success story and a wake-up call for everyone else. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock makes it easy to help protect yourself if you become a victim. A dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Join now and save up to 25% your first year with my name, Clay, as your promo code at LifeLock.com, promo code Clay. Hey, it's Bruce Elliott. Tim Kyle Electric is thrilled to announce Tim Kyle Electric is now Tim Kyle Electric Heating and Cooling. They've expanded their expertise to HVAC services. Now, for years, they have been a trusted name in the electrical industry, serving residential and commercial clients with excellence and dedication. Now, they're proud to bring their wealth of experience and exceptional service to homes that are looking for HVAC services. As the seasons change, it's more important than ever to ensure your home is equipped with reliable heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems. And with Tim Kyle Electric Heating and Cooling... They're here to cater to your needs, ensuring comfort and peace of mind for you and your family. The cold weather is here, so call Tim Kyle Electric Heating and Cooling for all your electrical and HVAC solutions. Call 410-876-9404, 410-876-9404, or at timkylecompany.com. 410-876-9404, or timkylecompany.com. Tim Kyle Electric Heating and Cooling. Maryland Elite Firearms in Finksburg is family owned and operated for over 30 years. You'll always receive friendly and courteous service at Maryland Elite. They stock all your favorite manufacturers and have a large selection of firearms, ammo, and accessories. Great prices at MarylandEliteFirearms.com. Shop local. Live late night radio is alive and well on WCBM. Hi, I'm Frank Morano, and I want to bring you to the other side of midnight from 1 to 5 a.m. every Monday through Friday, where you'll get to hear about some of the news that didn't make it to the front page. My show also features celebrity interviews, in-depth discussion of pop culture, humorous stories from my own life. Join me dark and early from 1 to 5 a.m. for a live overnight party called The Other Side of Midnight, only on WCBM 680. All right, again, I want to hear your primary predictions for today, New Hampshire primary. What do you see? Do you see Nikki Haley getting a larger percentage than which the polls were showing just a couple days ago? Again, they had her at 39%. I'm putting her at 23%. I want to hear your predictions uh, and let me know. And then after that, you know what? If she does uh, not fare so well in New Hampshire, do you think that she moves on? Does she move on? I, I I don't know why, but I feel as though the establishment is trying so hard 
to keep her afloat. I think that even if she doesn't fare well, she's going to still pretend as though she's a top contender. I want to know your thoughts on it, though. 410-WCBM680. That's 410-922-6680. Shout out to uh, Mrs. Bruce Elliott. Uh, she bakes some cookies, and I tell you what, they're really good. I admire women that can that can cook and bake, because I can't. I can't. The best I can do, a Pop-Tart, maybe a hot dog. <laughs> I really, like, it's, it's just not a strength. I've tried in the past. Can't do it. Cannot do it. I can make an omelet. I guess that's not that hard, huh? Yeah, I can, do, I can do pancakes. Not from scratch. It's got to be like the mix in the box. <laughs> well, you know, Mrs. Bruce Elliott, the cookies are absolutely delicious. Thank you for sending them in today. Uh, Ron in Baltimore says, Kim, you know, this LGBTQ agenda in the schools is pretty simple. They cannot reproduce, so all they can do is recruit. Ron, I didn't think about that. That's a great point. It really is. I did want to just uh, mention to you what happened uh, to former state's attorney Marilyn Mosby in court yesterday. Uh, it's a frigid Monday in Greenbelt, and opening statements began for former state's attorney Marilyn Mosby on her federal mortgage fraud trial. In case you forgot, Mosby is facing two counts of mortgage fraud after federal prosecutors accuse her of lying on a mortgage application when she bought two vacation homes in Florida. Mosby failed to disclose a $45,000 tax lien on her home in Baltimore when she bought the two vacation properties. And according to prosecutors, she lied when she told lenders that she would live at the properties instead of renting them out. Now, you've got Assistant U.S. Attorney Sean Delaney. He said during his opening statement, he said, We are here because the defendant, Marilyn Mosby, lied on applications for not one, but two different Florida vacation homes. Uh, look, I, I always thought that she was going to try to take a plea deal here, especially since she did not win her perjury case. She did not. She's going through with it. Uh, McKinsey Frost at Fox 45 tried to catch up with her outside of the courthouse as she was walking in yesterday. And her response was, because, of course, McKinsey said, uh, you know, Miss Mosby, how do you feel? <laughs> she yells over. I love McKinsey. I really do. She's like, she's, she's good. And Mosby just looks at her and says, thankful. And, uh, you know, as we were talking about it on the morning drive, <laughs> Bruce said, you know, she's thankful she's not in jail yet. It's got to be what it meant. Because I thought to myself, how did that even make sense? Thankful for what? You know, <laughs> but when Bruce put it that way, it, it did make sense. Now, I think the, the big gotcha moment here is the fact that the uh, the IRS agent that was dealing with the Mosby's uh, testified yesterday in court as well. And so there is uh, evidence, because, again, there was uh, all this, uh, this this talk about whether or not former state's attorney Marilyn Mosby knew about the $45,000 tax lien on their house in Baltimore. And she kept saying that she had no idea. She had trusted uh, her now former husband, Nick Mosby, to handle the finances. And you know what? I gave her the benefit of the doubt. As somebody that was married for 10 years, uh, I can tell you, there were very few times that I really paid attention to the finances. I can tell you that for sure. Even when it came to filing taxes, yeah, I would go through, but it was like kind of like sign here, sign there, you know, because we filed together. And, you know, he made the bulk of the money. He made a lot of the decisions financially. So I did not pay a ton of attention. But I would think that I would know about a tax lead, right? <laughs> that would be a conversation my husband and I would have had. Uh, but then again, I don't know what their relationship was like. And now that they are divorced, you know, you do wonder if things were held from her. And that was my question as well. Uh, so anyways, uh, this is what the prosecutors are saying. They're saying, look, her her defense saying, oh, it's, you know, I'm just a, a real estate rookie is the terms that they use. It just doesn't work here.
Because even if she was a real estate rookie, they're saying because the IRS agent confirmed that on multiple occasions they tried to set up a payment plan with the Mosby family to handle the tax lien, they're saying because of that, she was no rookie and she absolutely understood there was a lien. Now, some people are saying, you know, was it just Nick that knew about it? But but as according to this IRS agent, she was copied on the emails and several letters that went out notifying them and that they tried to set up, again, this payment plan. And they're saying that she was copied. Now, did she respond? That was not made clear. But we'll continue to watch this case. Like I said, Fox 45, McKinsey Frost, she's doing a great job uh, updating everybody. If you follow her on social media, you can get minute-to-minute updates. Coming up next, we're going to talk about New Hampshire. What are your predictions here in the primary? And also, Fonnie Willis in Atlanta. Back in the news. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason. The national political spotlight shines on New Hampshire as voters cast ballots in this year's leadoff primary. Donald Trump is the candidate to beat in the Republican race, and Nikki Haley says she plans to do just that. President Biden is now saying that the southern border is not secure, putting him at odds with his Homeland Security Secretary. Biden is pressing Republicans for more money for the border, but it's money that critics say would be used to process more illegal aliens into the country. For now, the razor wire installed by Texas along the southern border will continue to be cut by the Border Patrol, a divided Supreme Court allowing that practice to continue while a legal challenge proceeds. Raging floodwaters swamped homes, overturned cars in Southern California yesterday. Torrential rains swept the region. On Wall Street, the Dow down 71 points. The Nasdaq is up 20. This is SRN News. I'm Dr. Melissa Segev, one of the doctors and owners of Audiology Associates. Our group of doctors has been providing hearing and balance care in Maryland for over 35 years. Audiology Associates has grown to include 11 offices throughout Maryland, including the Eastern Shore, Annapolis, Baltimore City, and Baltimore County. The past 35 years have shown advancements in every scientific field, and this includes how we as audiologists treat patients with ringing in the ears, also known as tinnitus. 85 million Americans suffer from tinnitus, and in is the number one disability experienced by our returning soldiers. Tinnitus is a constant sound in the ears that no one else can hear, and it can occur as a wide range of sounds. However, it is now treatable. If you suffer from tinnitus, let one of our doctors evaluate you and develop a treatment plan. Call our main number, 410-944-3100, or visit our website at aaiaudiology.com to make an appointment. Your initial consultation is covered by almost all insurance plans, so call 410-944-3100. When silence is not golden. It is going to be a rather soggy stretch this week, but today is a dry day. Cloudy, warmer, 44 this afternoon. Overnight, temperatures low to mid-30s. Tomorrow begins the rain. The showers are scattered, 45 the high tomorrow. Widespread rain Thursday, even warmer, near 60 the high. There's only a slight chance of a shower, though, Friday. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Shop the closeout event at Lowe's. Get up to 35% off select major appliances. Plus, save an extra $100 when you spend $999 or more on all major appliances. Valid 1424-12424. to Selection varies by location. While supplies last, see Lowe's.com for details. Do you want to experience one of the world's biggest, boldest ships and cruise the tropics with me, Bruce Elliott? 
this October 27th, 2024, you can get on board and travel the best overall cruise ship, Symphony of the Seas. Join me for a WCBM Radio week of adventures on deck with world-class entertainment, including Broadway's favorite hairspray. Enjoy pool day bliss under the sun, gourmet dining from Italy to Wonderland, and of course, a cocktail party on board and drinks are on me. Memories will be made on the shore of Nassau, the space coast of Port Canaveral, and Royal Caribbean's private island, Coco Cay. Come join Royal Caribbean and BTS Cruise and Tour on Symphony of the Seas for seven wonderful nights and glorious days in the warm sun. Call 410-825-9887 for questions or reservations. That's 410-825-9887. All aboard! Features may vary by ship. All itineraries are subject to change without notice. Ships Registry, The Bahamas. The Hilton Garden Inn, conveniently located in Owings Mills with easy check-in using their digital key. Just download their Hilton Honors app. Whether it's a special event or a get-together for drinks at the grill, you can be sure of a great time for all. Relax in their indoor pool and wake up to a delicious cup of coffee and made-to-order breakfast. Reach out to their sales department for your catering and event space needs. Call the Hilton Garden Inn, Owings Mills, 410 410- 6540030 where your stay matters looking to sell your home want to get top dollar hi this is Vinny Steo with your home sold guaranteed realty get multiple cash offers in minutes go to vinnysteo.com type in your address and start packing visit vinnysteo.com that's vinnysteo.com staple stores provide innovative products and services for small businesses remote workers and learners even teachers and parents explore more at your local staple store this is the Sean Hannity Show. There have now been over 75 attacks against Americans in Syria, Iraq, and, and other areas in the region. And now another aggressive action by the Chinese Navy in the South China Sea against America's Navy. And it's like, and, and these are international waterways. And, and nothing seems to ever happen. Weekday afternoons, 3 to 6. On Talk Radio 680, WCBM. All right, we're talking about former state's attorney, Marilyn Mosby. She showed up in court just yesterday for the mortgage fraud claim. And uh, I will say, she looks she looks really nice. She looks beautiful. And uh, I just, I can't imagine, like, going through that. Okay, first of all, the, the way to not get yourself in that situation is don't commit a crime, right? I mean... <laughs> That would be the first thing, right? Don't commit a crime. Uh, but she's, you know, going through all this, also just went through the divorce. Gosh, you know, I guess she's probably thinking when it when it rains, it storms, you know. But at the same time, you know, I, I have, you know, not that much sympathy. Just don't commit the crime and then you wouldn't be in this position. Uh, a friend here at the studio, Eric, said I should check out Innocent Spouse because we were talking about the fact that uh, she claims that she didn't know about the tax lien and that uh, City Council President Nick Mosby, uh, he kind of kept it from her, $45,000. But the IRS agent that took the stand yesterday testified and said, well, that's impossible because she was copied on everything. And they were trying to set up a payment plan. I would think that that's the smoking gun right there. Right, if they could prove that she even just responded or anything to that, then that's it. She absolutely knew about it. I did. I look up innocent spouse, and it says innocent spouse uh, relief can relieve you from paying additional taxes if your spouse understated taxes due on your joint tax return, and you didn't know about the errors. Innocent spouse relief is only for taxes due on your spouse's income from employment or self-employment. 
I so okay, I could see that. It did make me think about the real uh housewives of New Jersey. Remember that situation? With Teresa Judice and her husband Joe Judice. Yes, just so you know, I do like some reality TV. I do. I do. Um but when Joe Judice got caught up uh with the IRS, he ended up serving time. But Teresa, remember she ended up serving a significant amount of time in my view behind bars as well. And so she kept saying her defense there was she had no idea what her husband was doing. And believe it or not, when all that unfolded a few years ago, I felt bad for Teresa because I was sitting there thinking like, this could have been me, (laughs) you know, luckily, you know, my ex-husband didn't, you know, commit crimes. But I was like thinking to myself, like, you know, if he had got to do so, and if he was one of those kind of guys, I could have been in that situation because I, I tell you what, when when you're signing all the paperwork and your you know spouse is filing you know jointly and you're thinking that okay you've, you've got to care about us and the family you know I hope that you're not doing anything wrong but some guys out here are and so I felt so bad for Teresa because she ended up spending time behind bars and so they kept saying that she had to have known because of the amount of money coming in and the amount of money that she was spending and how he was giving her the money. I I still don't know exactly what all the details were there. But again, if if State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby was in fact on the correspondence when it came to the payment plan setup, that she cannot claim that she didn't know about that lien. And this whole defense is that she's a real estate rookie. You were the state's attorney in Baltimore City, a major city. Okay, like you, you know, claiming that you're some dumb girl, it, it's not going to work here. You, that's not a defense here. Okay, you were, you were the leading attorney. <laughs> if anybody would t- would know about how the law works, it would be you. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, we'll, we'll continue to watch uh, again all the updates that Mackenzie Frost is giving. She gives them hour to hour. I don't know if you guys have an X account, formerly known as Twitter, but she does. She updates uh, very often. Uh, Chris in Dover, you wanted to weigh in? Hey, you know, she probably looks great on paper as far as her employment, but the reality is something else. And and what really gets to myself and my wife about these scenarios is you've got. A lot of people, you know, working hard to do the right thing, be honest, straightforward. They don't get any tax credits. They don't get any breaks. If anything, they get come after more for, for, you know, fines and everything else. And then when you have cases over and over and over again, a blatant disregard of doing the right thing, they get a pass. So... She's not going to do one day in jail, and I'm not saying she should or she shouldn't. Her fines are going to be knocked down to next to nothing, and and it's wrong. It's just totally wrong. And I go back to you know the the governor there. What was his water bill? You know yeah. they knew they owed it. It wasn't until it looked like he was going to get elected, and then all of a sudden it became an issue. Oh, we better pay it now. Now that it's out in the public. We better pay it. I don't even remember the excuses for not paying it. But, you know, he didn't pay his water bill. She, she did what she did to get the, to get her loans. Um, you know, on the surface, it looks extremely fraudulent. And you have to look at the judicial system to see are they, are they going to do the right thing or are they going to just, you know, wash it away and make it next to nothing and, and life goes on. 
Yeah. No, I think you're right there, Chris. It's it's sad because, like you said, many of us would be in huge trouble for it. And I was even thinking about that when it comes to uh, Hunter Biden and his felony gun charge. I mean, how many people would be walking around with that? He also was not paying taxes. So you're right. Well, There's definitely a double standard. A hundred percent. And it's, just, it's, it's disheartening. And then our children are grown and on their own. Um, you know, they've assumed mortgages and they have debt now as well. And, and we pay, the public pays a huge price for these individuals' indiscretions. And, and that's the truth. I mean, when you go to get a mortgage, you know, hey, they're not doing the right thing. We've got to put a certain amount of these fees in here to cover our, you know, to cover the lending institution's losses and all that. And it's just, it's wrong. I get things come up and people aren't able to pay because of job loss health, stuff like that. These weren't things she had to have. These were things she wanted and couldn't go about it the right way and did what she did. And now now they've come up with all these excuses and and it'll get it'll get washed away. Mark mark my words. Yeah, yeah, well, I hope not. Chris, thank you so much for weighing in. I appreciate you, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, Chris did bring up the water bill there for our Governor Westmore, uh, just so you know, because it was reported by the Baltimore Brew. We talked about it last week. Uh, they owe $21,000, and uh, out of abundance of caution, quote-unquote, uh, the campaign spokesperson said that they did pay it uh, when the media found out about it, right? It wasn't until the public found out. Uh, the Baltimore Brew cited online records that show that uh, Westmore and his wife Don did not pay any water or sewage charges over the span of 18 months. Okay, so it wasn't just a, a you know short amount of time. They knew that they were not paying it, and uh, they I think they said they really they essentially put it on the wife. He said Don Moore was supposed to pay that bill, and and so anybody could conveniently do that. And if you're the wife of you know a guy running for governor, it looks like he's going to win. Of course, you just take it on the chin. Uh, but you know. Like I'm glad that they paid it, but you know the caller brings up a good point. There's a double standard for sure. I've got uh, Bill in Perry Hall. Bill, you wanted to weigh in? Ah, yes. Uh, back when uh, former police commissioner Ed Nars, when he uh, came to Baltimore and purchased a home in Baltimore, uh, he uh, borrowed. Well, he was given a gift of money from his father to help with the settlement cost, as a lot of parents do. Mm-hmm. Well, he decided to pay back his father the few thousand dollars. Well, because he had listed on his mortgage documents that that was a gift, uh, well, when he paid it back, he violated the mortgage documents, and he went to federal prison for falsifying and lying on mortgage documents. So what really is the difference between lying on the mortgage documents for paying back your father alone, which didn't have to be paid back, and what uh, Ms. Mosby did with her lying on her mortgage documents. Uh, if uh, Ed Norris served time, shouldn't she serve time also? Well, we'll see how that pans out. But thanks for, uh, thanks for letting me speak, and have yeah. a great day. Yeah, Bill, I agree with you. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. There is no difference between Ed Norris and what former State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby has done. And so there's a lot of people that have said that she should have to face the same consequences. Uh, I agree. I agree. You guys know that I just have the heart part where I'm, you know, look, I'm getting over it. Okay. I'm doing my best. You know how it is as a mom. You're just kind of like, man, she's got two young daughters. You hate to see her go to jail, but 
obviously, and many people pointed this out to me, you're right, I'm wrong. You're right, I'm wrong. Okay, if she was really thinking about her daughter, she would have never done this to begin with. And I agree with you. Uh, just to kind of wrap this up, uh, prosecutor just wanted to, to reiterate, prosecutors intend to outline to the jury uh, that the IRS sent the couple sev- sent couple several letters notifying them on the tax lien. Uh, they were also told, the jury was told that Mosby filed her taxes separately in 2020 and was slated to receive a $500 tax refund. But the IRS used that money toward her back tax debt. The IRS sent a letter to Mosby outlining the refund situation. And so therefore, it proves again that she knew about the debt. So she did not get that uh, tax refund. So she's she's got a claim now that she wasn't on the correspondence about the payment plan for the tax lien. And then she also has to f- claim that she had no idea about that $500 tax refund and the letter that they sent saying that, yeah, we're taking this from you uh, to go towards that debt. So th- there's a lot of explaining to do, right? <laughs> What's that? Remember uh, the Lucille Ball show? Lucy? <laughs> you know, she's got a lot of explaining to do. She does. She does. I don't know how she gets out of it, but we'll continue to watch. Again, I do want to know, what are your predictions here in New Hampshire? Today is the day. It is a primary 410-WCBM680. That is 410-922-6680. As I told you last night, I was uh, doing the town hall panel uh, on Fox 45 with Armstrong Williams. And uh, we were talking about Nikki Haley. And I think this was my best comment of the night. Uh, my whole thing is I don't believe Nikki Haley really defined herself in a platform and defined herself as a leader. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I want to get your take on it. I think a lot of what you saw during the GOP primary debates, if I'm being honest, I think Vivek Ramaswamy, the newcomer, I think he had uh, you know, more ideas, number one, different ideas, number two, but also you kind of knew what his platform was about. Right? I mean, think about it. In the debate, that's where you tell everybody where you stand. The more and more I heard from Nikki Haley, I just heard that she wants to send more money to Ukraine. She's just fine with being a warmonger, right? I mean, it's like a lot of what she talked about was still uh, aiding a lot of these foreign countries with our tax dollars. And so beyond that, you know, when it comes to domestic policy, I don't know where she stood on anything. Like, how often did she talk about the, the local issues? I didn't hear her talking about crime and violence. Did you? And so that's what I, I, I'm saying here. I think she she was not able to define herself as a leader. I want you to take a listen to this audio because I think this is the Hail Mary here for her campaign. Take a listen to Nikki Haley. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. Anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by a dirty cop, how I made sure that the Walter Scott family didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place. Anybody can look at the fact that when we had nine amazing souls die in Mother Emanuel Church, I did something that no Republican or Democrat ever wanted to touch which was called for the Confederate flag to come down because it would take two-thirds of the House and Senate and was an impossible feat. I don't know what you're implying with that, but what I will tell you is saying that I had black friends is a source of pride. Saying that I had white friends is a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black, because they didn't know where to put me. So look, I know 
the hardships, the pain that come with racism. It's the reason that I fight bullies every day when it comes to racism, anti-Semitism, or hate, and I always will. If I didn't mention slavery on that day, it's because that's an automatic. There's always been, the Civil War's always been known about slavery. All right, and that's Nikki Haley. <laughs> Look, she's she's pandering here to the liberals, right? And this is why I think she's going to go on past New Hampshire, even if she doesn't fare well. She believes in her mind, and this is the only thing that I, I can come up with, that she is going to make it as the GOP nominee. Because I don't know why else she would sit there and talk about being a brown girl and all this other stuff. It's like she was like, in the South, you know, I was teased for being brown. You know, many people had no idea that she was brown, okay? So <laughs> nobody knew. But then on top of that, she then became the governor in the South. So you're telling me, you being teased as a brown girl, and I, I looked back, I have yet to find any evidence that she mentioned being a brown girl in the past. She didn't mention it when she ran for governor. She didn't mention it when she became the U.N. ambassador. She didn't mention it when she was, you know, when she ran for office or for the Oval Office before. She didn't mention it at all. Now, all of a sudden, she's a brown girl. Come on. And this is, to me, this is the Hail Mary. And this is a problem. She never defined who she was. All she kept saying was, I will send more money to Ukraine. I will send money to Israel. We do need to get involved in these wars. It is important to us. That's what we heard. When it came to domestic policy, I didn't hear one peep from her. I want to get your take on this. What do you think is going to happen today? 410-WCBM680. 410-922-6680. You know, this whole, like, gender and real race card, it's sad. But it's her Hail Mary. That's, That's how she feels as though she's going to get across. The problem is I don't think she knows who her audience is. Most Republicans, we don't play that game. And so, again, if she thinks she's going to be the nominee somehow, if they've convinced her in the establishment of the Republican Party that she's going to be the nominee and that possibly President Trump's going to be behind bars and he's not going to go forward, maybe they've convinced her of this. But to sit there and act like, you know, woe, it's me, I'm such a victim, no one's going to vote for that. And so, yes, I give her 23% today. I want to get your thoughts. How much are you giving uh, Nikki Haley today? 410-WCBM680. That's 410-922-6680. Then at the top of the hour, we'll be joined by Chris Tamalich. He is a reporter at the Washington Examiner. He's got some good news for us out of San Francisco in a case uh, that uh, really Harmeet Dillon has taken on. Remember, Harmeet Dillon ran for RNC chairwoman against Ronna McDaniel. I was hoping she would win. Uh, but she's, again, on the rise. So we'll talk to Chris at 11 o'clock. Also play Who Said That at 1125-ish. But I want to get your thoughts. What happens today in New Hampshire? 410-WCBM680, 410-922-6680. Is your roof leaking? Do you have water spots in your walls or ceilings? Do you have leaks around your chimney or skylights? If so, then you may need to repair or replace your roof before the damage escalates. Call Wallace Roofing at 410-655-3700. Wallace Roofing is in business for over 90 years. Is a third-generation family-owned and operated full-service roofing company specializing in steep and flat roofs, all types of metal roofs, gutters, downspouts, and skylights. They do residential and commercial roofs and do not use subcontractors. When your roof does need repair, it's important to get not only the finest quality materials available, but a fair and reasonable price on installing those materials as well. 
If your roof is showing signs of wear or problems, call Wallace Roofing at 410-655-3700 for roof repair and replacement. That's Wallace Roofing, 410-655-3700. Zero percent financing is also available. Wallace Roofing, 410-655-3700, MHIC number 1566. Wallace Roofing, above all, a good roof. Are you ready to experience the excitement of online sports betting? BetMGM is here to make it happen. Visit WCBM.com to claim a special offer and get started today. Here's the offer. Register, deposit at least $10, and place your first wager. If you lose, you're covered up to $1,500 in bonus bets. Such a deal. Don't hesitate. Visit WCBM.com and seize this opportunity and start betting now. Shop the closeout event now at Lowe's. Get up to 35% off select major appliances. Save an extra $100 when you spend $999 or more on major appliances. Valid 1424 to 124.24. Selection varies by location while supplies last. See Lowe's.com. Hey guys, it's Carson. Tuesday on the show, the New Hampshire primary. My buddy talk show legend Jack Heath will join us live from New Hampshire. Plus the reason the DNC suddenly wants slave reparations. And it's not good. And the case for Donald Trump from someone who wants him to lose. Noon to 3 on WCBM. All right, Nikki Haley, President Trump. Today is the day, the New Hampshire primary. That's right. Uh, we get your predictions. 410-WCBM-680, 410-922-6680. I'm giving Nikki Haley 23%. I think her comments about uh, basically being a brown girl in the Deep South. Uh, her comments there uh, are her Hail Mary, and she's trying to get some sympathy votes. I just don't think it's going to work. She has to know her audience. I've got Luke in Baltimore. Luke, what are your thoughts? Hello, Luke? Hello. Yep. Hi, good morning, Tim. Good morning. Um, the one that you just said about Nikki Haley, whenever um, there's an election, she sounds like a Democrat. She always plays this kind of thing. The Democrats pay this kind of thing, the race card. So Nikki Haley, she knows that she's going to be the loser against our 45th President Trump. But, uh, you know, she keeps on insisting this race card, which is the last resort, you know? Yeah. But uh, me, as a a brown boy also, I'm a Filipino, but uh, we are all Americans. No matter what kind of colors uh, we have, black, yellow, red, or what brown, we have only one color in our blood. It's red. Even if you open our brains, it's the same thing. So this is how the Democrats run. They keep playing the race card every time, you know, because this this is their political kind of power. But this is enough, you know. Americans are already fed up with this kind of uh, issues, you know. So Nikki Haley has that kind of... uh, Democrat in her mind, you know, playing the, the the brown kind of girl, whatever. And this is not being uh, this is not being uh, taken by you know the wise Republicans now. Enough is enough for this racial card. Yeah, That's all I know. I agree with you, Luke. Thank you so much for calling in and speaking the truth. You know, maybe at this point, Nikki Haley knows that she's going to lose big. So now she's just auditioning for a spot like on MSNBC or CNN. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I got this all wrong. Ed in Nottingham. Ed, what are your thoughts? Uh, last night, I caught that live uh, 
statement of hers about being teased for being a brown girl. And I thought, that is the height of ridiculousness because this woman looks like anybody in my family or my circle of friends or where I go. Put her, put her in a crowd and she looks just like a typical white woman. It, it was the silliest thing I ever heard a politician say. Yeah, no, it, it was. What do you think? What do you think she's going to do today here in the primary, Ed? Which, how, how much is she going to come out uh, percentage-wise with the vote? Well, if you take out the Democrats voting for her in, in the way that they can, if you take that out, she's going to get about 3%. Oh, 3%. Wow. All right, Ed, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, look, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. I gave her 23%. But before, uh, oh, maybe three days ago, she was pulling at 39%. I just think these, these comments have really hurt her with the Republican Party. Nobody's going for that. And as many people pointed out, I mean, did you even think that she was a brown girl? I, I would have never guessed. And not even that. I don't even think about that. I'm not going to look at somebody and say, wow, they, they have a really good tan. I wonder if they're, you know, mixed with something. Like, who even thinks about it? I don't I don't. I don't. All right, coming up next, we are going to be joined by Chris Tamalo. He's with the Washington Examiner. Again, a win out of San Francisco. I'll let him explain to you. 1125-ish, we'll be talking about. Uh, we'll actually be playing the game, Who Said That? And then also, don't forget, I've got some audio here for you on Fannie Willis. You know, the judge has ordered that Nathan Wade, her alleged lover, Nathan Wade's divorce documents be unsealed. <laughs> and, well, they were unsealed, all right. And look, Nathan Wade's ex-wife, she's got questions. Uh, she has confirmed that they took all these vacations. Well, anyways, I've got some audio to play for you on that one. And we did mention yesterday Kayla Hamilton. Uh, she was killed by MS-13. And now her family has a lawsuit against DHS. We'll get into that as well. Again, coming up next, we've got Chris Tamald with the Washington Examiner in the San Francisco case. I like hearing more about Harmeet Dillon. I have to be honest with you. I do. I think she should have been the GOP chairwoman. I don't know how Ronna McDaniel won that seat again. But Harmeet is a fighter. She's a hard worker, and she has proved that on many occasions. And she's part of Trump's team. I like her a lot. So we'll hear about her win in San Francisco coming up next. Uh, also, we are going to talk about the uh, passing of Dexter Scott King, very young, MLK Jr.'s son. We'll discuss that as well. Hi, this is Sean Casey. I bet if you asked a group of people about reverse mortgages, you're bound to get back a lot of different opinions. Unfortunately, there are so many misconceptions about reverse mortgages that steer homeowners away from a great loan option. Reverse mortgages are not the same as they used to be. If you want to discover the truth about reverse mortgages, call Mark McVeary at Reverse Mortgage Answers for a free no-obligation guide. 410-788-7070. 410-788-7070. Do you own a business? Do you want to attract new customers to your business? WCBM can help take your business to new heights with a comprehensive advertising campaign with our station. At WCBM, we can design a great advertising campaign utilizing radio ads, digital ads, and social media. Your account executive at WCBM is an expert in creating great campaigns that will pay for themselves. Call the business manager today for more information. 410-580-5231. WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore is listening. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. 
New Hampshire is in the national political spotlight today as voters cast ballots in this year's leadoff primary. White House correspondent Greg Clugston says Donald Trump is the candidate to beat on the Republican side. After cruising to victory 